0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hey, friends, it is Thursday, June 8, and this is Dwight Beal, and we are doing the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. It's really been fun, Jay, having you.
1: It's been great to be here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Man, I love the way you think. Uh, clearly, you've you've put some time in to, to learn in the Word and just traveling the life of faith. So I, I appreciate that. Um, on Thursdays, we, we love to ask our guests, what are you thankful for? Yeah. Is there something that's just kind of burning hot right now that... that uh, you're just blessing God for?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, um, extreme. I was thinking about that cause I knew you were going to ask me. And <laughs> I was thinking, I am just extremely grateful for this season of my life. There's been so much healing that is taking place by the invitation to come and join the staff at the gateway mission where yeah. I serve as the outreach chaplain yep. and by Scott Klingberg, our operations manager. Um, I, as I, as I listen and, uh, as I've joined the team, um, I'm a, I'm like a sponge. I'm absorbing uh, leadership characteristics. I'm watching and observing and um, implementing things that I'm learning from the other the other men and women on the team around me, and and also just I've always wanted to be um, a part of a tribe and to know my role hmm. and for them to have to unleash me and to celebrate m- celebrate the story of God's redemption in my life. instead of something that I have carried so much shame about, mm. um, it has actually created a platform of authority to speak from experiential knowledge of self-destruction, moral failure, death you know and, and suicidal ideation, jail, to hope. And at the heart of our message at the Gateway, mission is hope found here. Mm -hmm. And I want to share that hope. I want to, I say often, um, I want to redistribute what I've received. If you've been a recipient, you'll become a redistributor. And I want to redistribute the hope of the kingdom of Jesus. And so uh, that alone has... um, been affirming and healing because the last few years have been one in which I have experienced just a lot of rejection Mm. and and with rejection is the shame and just wondering if God was done with me. If Mm. there's, if I'll, you know, if I'll ever be able to um, reach anyone with this message anymore. And now I'm giving these opportunities and I just eat it up. I love it. So your invitation to join you in a podcast and talk about Jesus and read the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, ah, sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> I knew nothing about that. I said yes before I even knew what you were reading. Like, yeah, it sounds great. Let's do it. So I don't Uh-oh. even know what we're doing. Let's just read it and talk about it. Let's instead. do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We're in Matthew
0: twenty-three, twenty-five to 36. And we're in the what the last two of the of the seven woes apparently.
1: Yeah, here we are. We're yeah, you know, verse twenty five of Matthew twenty three. And when we hear this word "woe," uh, just like imagine being in a crowd uh, at at a maybe a sporting event, and there's a huge collision, and you hear the entire crowd gasp like "oh," like you hear that with "woe," mm-hmm. a communal "woe." Mm-hmm. This is deep. This is heavy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. yeah, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Mm. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to, to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs! For the prophets and you decorate the graves of the righteous and you say if we had lived in the days of our forefathers we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets so you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets fill up then the measure of the sin of your forefathers you snakes you brood of vipers how will you escape being condemned to hell Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar."
0: One last verse, and truly, I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Ouch! Man, I thought he
1: was fired up yesterday. <laughs> he's just getting. He, yeah, he, he's just is, getting started. That was just a second verse, right? He's building toward the bridge, <laughs> and then the chorus. <laughs> right. right? This is an anthem, man. This is this is powerful. He is fired up here.
0: Do you watch the Chosen at all?
1: I love the Chosen. Yeah. Uh.
0: They talk about one of the Pharisees, Shmuel, who's a character that's really getting developed. Okay. And he yeah. encounters Jesus mm. on the last episode last yeah, last episode of season three. Okay. He and Jesus It's where they leave it off, yeah. It's where they leave it off. Mm. And Shmuel wants to just wants to scorch the earth under Jesus. I mean he's trying to ruin him. And he's and he's been following him and researching him. Yeah. But then when he finally gets face to face Jesus says, you look troubled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he says, I am troubled. Oh my goodness. And he says, you want to go pray with me? And Jesus invites him to go up on the hillside. And, and, uh, and that's kind of where the the season ends. Um, but earlier, I think in season two, he talks about, he called us brood of vipers. Do you know what that is? It's like. Snakes that hatch inside Ugh. the belly of its mother or something Disgusting, like that. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a heinous Dead, yeah. thing. And not to mention that vipers are these, the most venomous sure. of snakes. You Certainly know? evil.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of themes in, in, in visuals that Jesus gives us here, right? The outside <clears throat> of a cup, the inside, right? The, the one that stands out to me is the whitewashed tombs. In which I guess my understanding in the culture of the day is they would literally bleach, wash the tombs um, and and with the sun setting on the stone tablets or whatever would be used to cover the the concrete slabs. Because they'd only
0: use a tomb for a year, as I understood, while the body was decomposing and then they'd move the bones. So they would. Yeah.
1: So that would. So. So they had a very polished, clean looking. Right. Um, e- even just the, the dichotomy of to this day going to a cemetery and you uh, you place flowers on the gravesite. I mean, you mm-hmm. have a contrast of of life and death or beauty and brokenness together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what Jesus says is um, you're walking tombs. You look good on the outside. You, uh, image management. We're going back to that theme. The image yeah. management. What is on the exterior versus what's going on inside and um wow there does seem to be a theme throughout the new testament where jesus is operating on a realm of of the spiritual and his audience and even to this day we get wrapped up in the physical world the physical realm and so um we talked, I think, on Monday about the divinity of Jesus, that he was born. Uh, was he born of a, a, a certain patriarchal line or was he born of the Father in heaven? Um, and then all yes. throughout. Yes, both and, right? <laughs> and all throughout, you know, John, you're getting into this back and forth of spirit, like Nicodemus, like how can be born again in my mother's womb? And he's like, no, you're missing it, right? The whole idea is this is a spiritual conversation. All right. So... Um, I don't know why this passage stands out to me, but just this idea of the storms of our life and Jesus calming the storm. And he says, peace, be still. And just this concept of shalom, how in the Jewish world, shalom literally meant like everything in its rightful place, um, everything in order. And it spoke of, like, this internal perspective of of peace. So we think of peace and we think of absence of war. We think of external, mm-hmm. external conflicts. Mm-hmm. Who are the enemies? Where is mm-hmm. their conflict? With whom am I in combat? Mm-hmm. Um, but on the realm of Jesus, he was much more concerned about the interior right. world. And so with this, there can be a whole religious system built on... Uh, saving face, looking good, playing the part. And Jesus, it sends Jesus into an uproar. when And it's not just God is raging in Amos 5, right? You know the passage, the Old Testament, where he says, take away from me the songs. I can't I'm stand sick. it. It makes me want to throw up because mm-hmm. you're singing. And yet you neglect the things that, I've called you to. Yeah, let justice roll like a uh, Instead, I like want justice river. to roll. And so, of course, Martin Luther King Jr.'s passionate, you know, invitation was, how can the church in this hour during the 1960s be silent on this matter, right? And so he invokes the prophetic warning of God doesn't want us to. And I think about a story that is told in uh, Nazi Germany about the church congregation uh being, like being distracted by this, the, the muffling of trains going by and the train tracks during their Sunday morning worship. And so the choir master told the uh, congregation as they're singing to simply sing louder, sing louder. And they're on their way to the death camps. They're on their way to death camps and the church is singing. Yeah. And so the conviction in that moment, I hear Jesus being like, woe to you who are singing loud. Woe to you who are a part of entertainment. Or production. Woe to you who are a part of a system of image management who polish things and look pretty. But on the inside, your heart is full of, and that's where we do an inventory, a fearless moral inventory. We look mm-hmm. in the mirror and we say, What pieces of my heart resemble the darkness? And then you can move right to Galatians 5, where the Apostle Paul separates the contrast between the fruits of the Spirit versus the flesh, right? So what are the dominant character qualities in your life? Is love, joy, peace, you know, long-suffering, and gentleness, meekness, and kindness, are these things oozing out of us from the inside? Mm-hmm. Or are we just walking tombstones that look pretty or bleach-washed? um, power washed and look pretty and have flowers around us. But on the inside we're dead. Yeah.
0: So when Jesus says first clean your inside and then your outside will be clean as well. Post cross, Mm. we have maybe a different perspective on these things than maybe they had then. Right. But, um, I mean, my, when I read that, my mind immediately went to Psalm fifty-one, ten, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Mm. You know, it's, Love like, it. That's it's like David just crying yeah. out, just saying, I, I need you to do something in me because I can't do it for myself. Um, do you resonate with that?
1: Yeah, all of my efforts to, I mean, and again, this is consistent. Right? Paul all my efforts to wash myself, make myself clean, clean myself up. And you hear it a thousand times, people say, you know, that I I I've gotta I've gotta get my addiction under control and clean myself up and then I'll come to God, right? Yeah. We've we'll got it all backwards, you know. Yeah. Um so the beauty, the beautiful invitation of Jesus remains. Come as you are, right? Whoever's thirsty, whoever's hungry for truth, come. You're welcome here. That we would embody that That victory point would be a community that has a hospitality team of people at the doors who are oozing, oozing that grace. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, but also not just that our expectation is that our visitors and our neighbors in Zealand and Holland would come to us, right? But the invitation is you go. And you embody that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're walking billboards for the kingdom, the invitation to come to Jesus. And Jesus is on the move, by the way, right? Aslan is on the move. (laughs) So it's not just here for an hour on Sundays. It's we go as the church. And our invitation isn't to come here for an hour. The invitation is to partake in the invitation of Jesus, who's on the move, rebuilding, restoring, healing, and declaring and taking back, you know, Uh, what is rightfully his right on I love it well Jay
0: we just got one more day
1: let's go come on Friday (laughs) and
0: friends thanks for tuning in today and we hope you will tune in tomorrow for our last day together God bless you well thank you for joining us today for the victory point Bible reading podcast we hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God